cold as it may be in Washington inside the Capitol, the atmosphere is heated. Members are hard at work to get past the three-week continuing resolution now approaching its second week. For one view from inside and the prospects for success, I spoke with Virginia Senator Tim Kaine, starting with a bill he introduced yesterday regarding federal shutdowns. The In Shutdowns Act, Tom, and it would combine two features, and there are other proposals that are similar. Senator Warner has one. So the first is the automatic CR feature, which you mentioned. And in our bill, if you get to the end of the fiscal year, September 30, and there's not an appropriations in all of the 12 functional areas of government, then you would have a CR at current spending levels that would just continue to make sure that we don't have a shutdown. But, but having a CR is not the same thing as having an appropriations. I liken it to driving by looking in the rearview mirror. What were we spending last month rather than looking in the windshield? What should we be spending tomorrow? So you, in addition, you sort of need a forcing mechanism or a, a, a penalty that forces the completion of the appropriations work because you wouldn't want us to just get lazy and do CRs. So the second piece of my bill says, if you get to that end of the fiscal year and there's no appropriations bills, you have a CR, but the Senate is blocked from considering any legislation other than appropriations bills. There's a narrowly drawn exception for either, you know, an act of war, terrorist attack, weather-related emergency we could consider legislation relating to that. But we couldn't consider appointments, nominations, normal legislation. And so since every senator and the White House, too, always wants there to be legislation or appointments, that becomes a pretty powerful forcing mechanism if the only thing the Senate is able to consider after October 1 is appropriations bills until all appropriations are done. And do you have Republican support so far? Do you um, I don't that have you a do? Republican co-sponsor on this bill, but there's strong Republican support. Uh, Senator McConnell mentioned this yesterday. Um, other colleagues of Senators Portman and Langford and Ernst have uh, different bills in to accomplish this. Senator Warner and some other Democrats have similar bills in. So the idea right now is everybody put their best idea on the table for the sort of no shutdown guarantee. And then we'll look to see what is the, the right balance. Um, you really have to be careful when you have something like this um, to not advantage one side or the other. So, for example, um, you know, if you have a, Senator Portman has a bill that says you would have a CR, but the CR would reduce spending by 1% in every functional area every month and, until you get an appropriations bill. Well, the Freedom Caucus would love to reduce spending, so they would say, great, let's do that and not pass an appropriations bill. Um, Senator Warner's bill would increase the CR by the, uh, in, by the rate by which GDP is growing. Some who want to control government spending wouldn't like it, but those who would like to expand it would. So you have to think through all the mechanisms to make sure it doesn't advantage you know, the legislature over the executive or vice versa, a majority party over minority, a Senate over House. But anyway, the right thing to do is to put ideas on the table for the anti-shutdown guarantee, and then we can find out which is the best version that truly is neutral. And I think there's quite a commitment here to do that as part of this negotiation over the next three weeks. So you haven't settled on 1% up, 1% down, or GDP level raises. Right now, that's not part of the final bill? I, I have my own version of the bill that keeps the CR flat, not an increaser or a or reducer. But by having this essentially penalty that uh, beginning October 1, if appropriations are done, you can only consider appropriations bills until all appropriations bills are done. 
uh, that should be an incentive to reach an accord on appropriations bills fast because everybody has other business they want to get to. But but um, we have this conference, uh, uh, the group of conferees that are working on the border security issue. They're very well aware of this anti-shutdown desire, and um, I think it's I'm optimistic that they'll include one of the provisions or maybe a combination of a couple of the provisions uh, in the final product that they're working on now. And by the way, how does it look for prospects to get around this current three-week CR, which is almost a week old already? I think the prospects are good. They, they have, the conferees have their first formal meeting today, Wednesday. Their staffs have been talking. They've been working together. But once you basically acknowledge the reality that nobody wants to shut government down again, um, and I think that, you know, the, the president may still believe that government shutdown is an okay thing, but up here on the Hill, everybody's saying it's a horrible idea. So if people are very adamant that we're not going to shut government down again, we'll get a deal. Um, the size of the deal, will it just be border security funding? Would it be border security funding plus some immigration reform, border security immigration reform, maybe dealing with the debt ceiling limit, which we have coming up in a few months? this anti-shutdown provision, you know, the deal could be a skinny deal, the deal could be a multi-part deal, but I think, I feel pretty confident we're going to get a deal. Nobody wants to shut government down again. We're speaking with Virginia Senator Tim Kaine, and what about the federal employee pay raise bill? There's a 2.6%, I think Senator Van Hollen brought that one in. I'm a co-sponsor of that bill. I mean, I think the first thing we need to do is make sure we make good on the 1.9% pay raise that President Trump has indicated that he would like to freeze, um, and I think there's there's strong bipartisan support for that. So, I mean, that that's goal one, is make sure that that is done and that people get that. Obviously, back pay is beginning to be received by federal employees today based on the back pay bill that, that we were able to get passed two weeks ago. I am a co-sponsor of the 2.6% pay raise bill, but uh, that one has not yet been voted on, but I think that is also something that could well be part of the negotiation by the conferees. I'm not one of the 17 conferees. They're all members of the Appropriations Committee, uh, but I'm talking to conferees every day. Well, don't they say that's the third party? There's Republicans, Democrats, and appropriators. <laughs> that, well, they, they used to call them the College of Cardinals. I haven't heard that phrase for a while, but they, they are the ones who are in the driver's seat on this one because, you know, it's, it's technically that was the matter uh, the uh, unfinished appropriations bills that the president blocked, that is the reason that uh, the government was shut down in December. And my final question was about the letter that you and the three other senators from Maryland and Virginia wrote to Paul Wiedefeld of Metro about the possible sourcing of the new cars that they're going to buy in the next few years. And it sounds like you really wanted to push them off the idea of buying from China, which if they were operating under the federal acquisition regulation, that would probably be ruled out anyhow. It is. Um, we are very concerned about it. Um, you know, I don't think there has to be a no way, never under any circumstance, but we're very concerned about the purchase of these rail cars for Metro uh, from a Chinese company because uh, these cars are technologically very sophisticated and they have a whole series of safety and communication features, you know, uh, um, features that help you avoid crashes, features that help you instantaneously instantaneously communicate conditions uh, on the rail, in the car, uh, back to the uh, central operations. And these are things that um, uh, a company or an individual that wanted to 
hack into to get information or maybe cause mischief, uh, you could do a lot of mischief. And we're very worried based upon the experience of Chinese cyber attacks against the United States, whether uh, if we purchase these vehicles, if WMATA purchased these rail cars from China, they would be compromised. And so it's it's not about that they're made in China. It's about the safety of passengers and what might happen if safety systems or communication systems in these cars are compromised in any way. And have you had any response yet? We have not yet had the response. We sent the letter last week, and I will say this, Paul Wiedefeld is generally quite responsive to concerns, uh, letters like that. We do get responses back in prompt fashion, but as of uh, today, we haven't had a response. And what about the idea of, say, making the shells in China, but the electronics sourced in the United States? I think that I think there are there are solutions like that that could be kind of split the different solutions. Um, it is not, you know, I'm not in the business of purchasing rail cars, so it's harder for me to to say whether, for example, that's a practical solution or not. But um, Paul and his team at WMATA are experts on this, and um, if there is a way to satisfy our safety concerns, which are offered on behalf of all the riders, I'm sure they're going to try to do that. And by the way, the federal government pays for these cars, right? Doesn't the feds cover the capital costs of Metro? It is, uh, large portions of the capital costs. They're, they're, the uh, WMATA system has a mixture of federal and fare box and now local and state revenue to operate the WMATA system. And, but there's certainly a sizable federal investment uh, in the capital, in the rolling stock of WMATA, yes. Virginia Senator Tim Kaine, thanks so much. Glad to be with you. Thanks. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.